0: You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Hello, hello, hello. Kyle Yeah, Me and Sean today are doing another Isolation Station podcast from our Isolation Stations. But today we've got another very, very special one. I'm not so giddy about this one though because, you know, we're pals now and and I know him. So, but uh, today we have got the incredible Sam Hewan on the podcast. Hello, Sam.
1: Wow, what an introduction, my friend. Thank you so much. That's... uh... Well, it kind of the nicest thing you've ever said to me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> totally
2: abuse. How yeah. are you, gentlemen? Nice to meet you. Hi, Sean. How are you going? Yeah, hi, Sam. Hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's just nice to see you because, you know, Kyle reckons you're big mates and I, I can sort of see that there is what? something there. He tries to pretend he's got all these mates, but, uh, yeah. you know, it might... Um, we, over this course of this podcast, we might see that you have some sort of affinity. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think you'll find actually that no one, no no one on the cast of Outlander is actually friends with him. He just, you know, hangs around, tries to uh, tries to befriend them, calls them. Um, I've been putting this off obviously for quite a while, but finally, yeah, uh, I
2: found my address. So
1: but I finally I this, got he's you.
2: The he's the same around Welsh rugby players, man. He tries to befriend them all, but they all just pay him all the time, especially on social media. It's hilarious. I love it. Well, that's
1: true, actually. So you know, jumping into to, to rugby, there, um, you know vaguely I knew uh, Stuart Hogg and a couple others through social media uh, and I think Kyle can probably tell the story better but I believe you met him on a plane didn't you and you just you just wouldn't leave him alone. And no, now-
0: that's not quite how it went but go on you can carry on with it if you want. Can we just can well, I just now, say is not- this just going to be a Kyle bashing podcast because <laughs> that's what this theme is starting to become now every week we just take the piss out of Kyle. So yeah. and I, I, just to clarify to all our listeners, I don't I don't uh, hound anyone on social media. Thank you very much. And I get paid, Sean. He does. Um, he does like to go into a little huff occasionally,
1: and, uh, <laughs> like I just did. We, like like he just did, and he goes very
2: quiet.
1: And so yeah,
2: that's yeah. We love him really, Sam. But thanks for coming on me because you're stuck in Hawaii in this isolation, and you. Uh, how on earth did you get there, filming?
1: Yeah, well, that, I mean, you know, those words stuck in Hawaii don't sound so bad, do they? But <laughs> no. I mean, it, it, you know, what I'm here, yeah, I came here just before they, they sort of implemented the travel ban. And um, to be totally frank, you know, I thought, you know, what better place to be stuck? Um, I've been here a while. I keep extending it. You know, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit worried to go back to the UK, to be honest, at the moment. And, you know, I think they're about to peak. So um, I'm going to try and sit it out another couple of weeks. But it's a, it's a great place to be, you know, this you know, I can't complain at all.
0: Always looks good in the films anyway.
1: It does. It does <laughs> I can see you just staring at me like, oh, damn it, I can't even leave my can't leave my bedroom. But um, yeah, no, it's lovely here. And uh, actually, I've been working away. It's been perfect because I, I'm, I've got a, a, a book deal that I've been working on. So I've been writing a lot, um, or at least staring at it a blank screen quite a lot.
2: <laughs> so uh, it's, so what- uh, it's a little bit surreal because, um, obviously, because Kyle... Is in Outlander not just because Kyle's in Outlander, but you know since we've been doing the Tuesday Club, I've started watching it, and um, I'm at the end of season two. Right. And uh, there's a couple of things for me. It's so sort of surreal meeting you and seeing you like this. But uh, one ah. you know, fantastic, b- b- brilliant by you, by the way. You know you play a great character. But Are secondly, you, sure? you know every episode you're in bed with Katrina Balfe I mean, come on. <laughs> it's a tough job.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know as long as I don't have to be in bed with Kyle, it's fine, but (laughs) it's, no, she's a fantastic, and she not been on with you guys.
0: Yeah. She came Um, on a few weeks ago. Yeah. She had nothing but good things to say about you. Obviously.
1: Really, really fantastic girl. And such a great actress. So supportive as a, as a co-star. And, you know, she's had to put up with me for, for, you know, six years now. So, um, I feel very fortunate and, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to be filming actually, um, what end, end of this month. Um, on Outlander, and so you know it's all been pushed back, but uh, now that we're producers, it's been uh, it's been really nice part of that process to sort of be involved more in the, the scripts side of the, the show.
2: I'm about to get to season three, and I and then obviously a little bit later, Kyle comes into it, and I just wait, I just don't want it to spoil it, I'm enjoying it. You know? I'm not <laughs> in
0: it enough to spoil it, I'm not in it enough to spoil it,
2: mate. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. He comes in in,
1: in the season, you know. It's, uh, actually, you came in season four, didn't you, Carl? Yeah, yeah, briefly. Yeah. And um, yeah, he plays this this fantastic character. So if you haven't if you haven't watched it and you want you're looking for something to binge, it's, uh, it's it's ideal material.
0: It is good. That's what I said to everyone. Like uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that years ago, obviously when you and Carl both started it, it was what six years ago now, something like that. So I yeah. was like twenty four, twenty five, and whether it's a mature a mature end thing. Somebody sent me a mess, message, and they were like, oh, yeah, have you, uh, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, I just finished Sons of Anarchy, you know, House of Cards, what do you want to watch? I was like, oh, I don't know, give me something new. And they said Outlander, so I put it on, and I was like, oh, do you know what, period stuff. Like, I, I hated Downton Abbey at that point. I've watched it since mm-hmm. and loved it, but I just couldn't get into it. And then before... Coming on the show, never really picked it up again. But then, when i we started season five, I thought, you know what? Amy then started going, "Oh, let's watch it." And do you know, after I don't know whether it was because I've you know thirty one now, I've matured a, a little bit at least. But it, I we watched f- four seasons within two weeks, I think it was. And it was like that thing every day. I was like to Amy, what time are you coming home from work? Because why? I want to put fucking Outlander on. Oh, sorry. I just swore my own podcast. That's
1: the first time in 13 wow. episodes. Well done. <laughs> no, no. There's definitely a demographic of, of people that, you know, knew the show from uh, from Diana Gabaldon's books. And she wrote these books 20 years ago. So they were fans of the books. So, you know, um, there's there's definitely a demographic of people that, you know, really fell in love with her characters. And. But what's been amazing is, you know, the show is now on Netflix, you know, around the world as well as being on Stars, and I think that's really given us a new audience and a new, um, a new lease of life as well. So, Um,
2: my eldest son has started; he's he's behind me now, so he's coming into series uh, season two. I gotta ask you, mate, about acting with uh, Tobias Menzies, who Mm. who who is playing two. Characters, isn't he? He's playing obviously yeah, right. uh, in different times. For those who, who watch it, they know what I'm on about. And uh, but there's a couple of scenes where you're incarcerated and he approaches you. And that, how, how my, how long did that scene take to, to film, and what was it like? Because it was really intense.
1: Yeah, I think you're you're talking obviously about the end of season one, and uh, my character basically gets sexually assaulted by by. Uh, Tobias's character, and yeah, to be to be honest, you know, when you when I first read it in the book, um, you know, I thought, I hope they're not going to do this, but uh, <laughs> but we did, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I think in this day and age, I'm not sure they would have gone to that full extent. I think they wouldn't have shown as much. Um, it was very graphic, um, and it was tough. You know, it was a week, probably almost a week of shooting, and. Uh, because I have all these prosthetics I have a lot of injuries my, hands, my hand is nailed to the table um, uh, so covered in mud and blood so I'd probably be in makeup from around 3:30 in the morning four o'clock in the morning um, for about three hours and then shoot all day and then they'd have to take the makeup off so it was a pretty intense time to be to be totally honest and uh, you know Tobias is a uh, Absolutely professional. He's, he's an amazing actor. You know, people have seen him now in The Crown and uh, in other productions as well. And he's, he's brilliant on stage too. But um, yeah, it was good. You know, I think we didn't really hang out a lot during that time, let's say that we, we weren't we weren't <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's challenging viewing as well, I think. But
2: it is, it is. It's
1: a great character. And my, one of my favorite parts is, is not to give away too many spoilers, but um, you know, in the, the beginning of season two, um, was it the beginning of season two? Uh, oh, no, season three, sorry. And we see uh, the Battle of Claude and you see that character's demise. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool sequence. Mm.
0: It was even when, I, when obviously, we were, start, we were filming season five when I just got to the end of uh, of all four seasons that have, that have come out. And it was difficult for me as well because obviously when I joined season four, straight in, we're working with you and Kat. And like I said, when Kat was on, I never got into a job where two people were basically are the two leads of the show, but I've welcomed people and make them feel at ease. And like me and you hit it off straight away with the rugby link and all that type of stuff. But um, even watching those scenes, like coming to work then next week was like, just wanted, like, I wasn't as ballsy as Sean. I wouldn't, I didn't come up to you and just be like, oh, was you like doing that scene at? <laughs> But uh, like, I gradually <laughs> eased into in the eye. No, no I mean, the, the show is, uh,
1: that's what I think what's amazing about the show. There's always quite, it's quite challenging in, in ways, you know, you know, some people may have perceived it as a, as a just a romance show, but there's so much in it. There's history, there's yeah. romance, time travel. Um, you know, it's it's uh, sexy at times um, uh, and quite dark as well. So you know, there's so much going on in them, and I think that that's what captures people. You know, that that, that there's more to the show than just um, what people imagine from you know looking at the the cover.
2: Yeah, so, well, that you know, for me. You make you guys make them so believable as characters, you know, and uh, it's a great storyline. So um, oh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to season three, which will be mine now. Um, I gotta say as well, you know, I like to keep myself in shape. I'm a bit older than you, Sam, but you clearly do. Uh, my wife is a big fan, by the way. Um, ah. What are you doing? You know, what are you doing to keep fit? You're gonna have to keep yourself in shape, of course. Are you? Have you got a, a routine? Are you do? Are you working out?
1: Yeah. So um, obviously, you know with what's going on in the world right now, it's pretty tough. And I think everyone's, everyone's online now, you know, trying to find new ways. Uh, is that a beer you're drinking? Fantastic. Um, cheers. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I think what I have a charity basically called might be challenge, a charity fundraiser that we created a few years ago. And, um, briefly, it's basically an online fitness, uh, subscriber service. Every day you get a video workout, uh, which is all completely scalable. Um, there's sort of a meal plan there's a forum community forum but 50% of all that goes to uh to charity and we've raised over five million dollars for charity we wish we could do more and we are trying to work out new ways and one of the ways we've tried to help during this is we've created a a free 30-day fitness program so you can download it it's absolutely free anyone can do it and you can do it anywhere there's you know you don't need weights or anything like that um so yeah we're just trying to help in any way we can i guess
2: and how can we get hold of that, Sam? Is it my peak challenge? Is it a website yeah, and app
1: on our on our Instagram or our, our social and on our website as well? Uh, it'll direct you to, and even on my I think on my profile, um, you can download it and it's 30-day social distancing challenge and yeah, there's there's like a workout every day and there's yoga as well, live-streamed yoga, so you can you can give that a go, Kyle, and and make sure that you you're getting your downward dog every day.
0: Oh, absolutely, mate. I've already got my mat waiting.
1: I don't
0: wish to see that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, the last couple of years, mate, for for yourself, it's been, um, obviously, Outlander sort of give you that stepping stone up. But the last couple of years, you've been mental busy. Obviously, when we are working, just listening to some of the things that you're doing, you're all over the place, you're all over the world, whether you're doing charity events or uh being made a doctor of certain things in different universities or filming um a couple, right. of, couple of things that you've done over the last couple of years one was um the movie spy who dumped me and most recently as well which i watched um a couple of weeks ago was bloodshot just nah. how how was it that man?
1: He, like you've even reading my wikipedia
0: <laughs> no i watched it the other week i text you saying <laughs> i'm watching it now and you were like yeah yeah boy enjoy and I didn't enjoy. Sorry, <laughs> no, no, oh, well, nah, it was great. That's because
1: you weren't in it, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's been. You've been meant on it. You've been busy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been busy. It's been great. You know, um, obviously, it's, uh, Bloodshot just came out right uh, as this all started. You know, the the sort of shutdown and, and uh, COVID. So it was a kind of a difficult time, actually, because you know they were. I think Sony were trying to work out whether they should release it or not. And they decided to go ahead with it, and I was in Los Angeles at the time doing a lot of press. And obviously, you know, the numbers started coming out, and the virus started spreading. And I think people got very scared, um, rightly so. And I think uh, it was a tough place to be for us because we were having to promote the show, the film. But you know, one one part of of our job was to do that. The other side, you're thinking, you know, really people should stay safe and not go to cinemas, etc. So. Uh, long story, you know, the box office wasn't great, but fortunately what they've done is they've released it online now. And as you said, you can watch it. And, um, I'm really proud of it. It's such a cool, cool story. Vin Diesel is in it. He's the lead character and, you know, what a, what a legend. Um, uh, and what a great guy as well. And then, uh, yeah, I get to play this, this badass. So, uh, really cool
2: movie. All right, last one for me and the boys, Echo.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. mate. It's, um, it's an action film. Like I was just going to go on to say, right, what, obviously you've been playing Jamie Fraser and now Sam for six years. Um, yeah. What? What is, what was it like just going from, You know, obviously you've done a lot of fighting, a lot of action stuff in Outlander, but obviously this was like high tech, uh, futuristic. You had like a Dr. Octopus forearms where you could climb up buildings or whatever. So what, like, obviously I've seen some of this, some of the posts you've done on Instagram, like with your training, but like before you started shooting, what was it? Was it obviously was totally different to, to film in Outlander, but was it like, was it like, yes, I get to do something different or, you know?
1: Yeah, no, totally, mate. I think you got it. You know, it's, uh, it's fantastic, you know, so it's based on a series of comic books that have never been done before. Valiant Comics, they're like Marvel and, and DC. And actually, they were the biggest publishing house before uh, Marvel. And they sold a lot of their titles to Marvel. Um, I think Venom is one of them. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the first one that's been made. Um, and I guess play this guy, he's basically uh ex-navy seal he's lost both his legs in a in an ied explosion and technology they, they've rebuilt him a bit like sort of universal soldier or something you know he's got this new technology yeah, in him. Yeah. but i think you know all the characters have been like upgraded but the problem is, is that through that upgrade they kind of lose a bit of their humanity they they you know they turn a bit and they're they're basically manipulating uh, Vin Diesel's character and he's the ultimate, uh, sort of new, new universal soldier kind of guy. Um, yeah. And I play this guy who's, he's pretty angry to put it lightly. He's pretty angry with the world and he's pretty angry with the military and, and angry at Vin's character. So really cool. Lots. I mean, a bit of green screen work, which is different for me, but to be honest, all the fights and stuff we did for real, um, apart from like the last sequence in the movie and, um, we're in South Africa, which was amazing. I don't know if you've ever been, but such a great place. And we actually shot Outlander in South Africa as well. So I kind of knew it quite well and uh, worked, worked with some, some friends of mine in a gym there. And uh, it was great to go back.
2: Fantastic place. Uh, I've been lucky enough to go there with Rugby Sam and yeah. the Lions, oh. hopefully. Fingers crossed. The, if, uh...
1: the, rug, the Rugby there is amazing, isn't it? And I actually met Hugh Jones there. So I went to see the Stormers uh the first time i went quite a lot and hugh was at that point injured um and just about to move to the warriors Uh, and we got to hang out and actually they won this game and if you go to a game there you know they really celebrate everyone's in the in the stands and all singing and dancing Um, and then they did a bit of a pitch invasion at the end and we were with a group of of people from outlander and how our, our first ad their first assistant director went missing we're like where is he and we looked down on the pitch and right in the center of the pitch Patrick, this Irishman, <laughs> picking up grass off the pitch and waving to us, and he's like, "I'm going to take this home. I'm taking it home with me." I can and
2: imagine he was, Patrick doing he that. Was
1: so proud! Yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, that going to those games was uh, so great. Such a great experience. It's um,
2: it's it's a religion, uh, as, as you know, there rugby. Um, I've been mean, lucky enough to coach Springboks and uh, and go down there off the series, I'm hoping to go for the Lions next year. You tell us a little bit about your your love of rugby, Sam. I mean, are the Warriors, Glasgow Warriors, is that your team?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm an Edinburgh boy, so uh, you know that that causes some uh, some trouble. But I moved to Glasgow, you know, for for Outlander, and actually, um, also when I was at drama school there, so. Uh, I have actually, you know, I've been to a few of their, their derby games over the past couple of years, and uh, always slightly torn which side to, to cheer for, but I you know I love the Warriors. I know a few of the guys, and um, they're, they're a great team. And, uh, yeah, I guess it goes back to me in, in my days in Edinburgh. You know, I was a teenager and started going to see games in the days of, you know, Gregor Townsend kicking the ball, um, and uh, all those those years, grey years of rain and, and no points, no tries. Um, so I feel like you know we we've got so much better over the past few years. And you know, national, uh, international rugby is definitely uh, one of my passions.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, did you ever play? Because I saw the hockey scene in um, the field hockey scene in uh, Outlander. Oh, Shinty, like it, yeah. Shinty, yeah. That's right. It looks like you can put yourself about a bit.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's kind of similar to uh, to I guess field hockey or something. It's a, a Scottish an Irish sport actually, um, which is pretty violent. Um, but I, you know what I never played. My brother played, he played for, um, for Borromuer. And then I I believe he went on to play for, uh, for Newcastle and like their B team, I think for a short time when he was down there, I think he got injured, but, um, actually he told me a story recently. I only found out that I, I believe I I'm not allowed to play rugby because during one of his games, he, uh, he he might have accidentally headbutted someone. I mean, I don't know how this happens. And he got, (laughs) he got sent off. And, uh, I believe he gave my name as opposed to his. (laughs) Um, So I was banned from playing rugby, but he went back to play the next week. So, uh, yeah, that's, I wouldn't wouldn't suggest you do that now, but.
2: Well, listen, I know you're a big Scotland fan. You're, um, if you're in between things and this uh, Wales-Scotland match gets reorganised with Six Nations, you're welcome to come down and oh. have some hospitality with us. We'll take you to the game and um, show how was properly done.
1: I've been once. I went back maybe early 2000s to Millennium to Stadium and probably the, the last time I was there, and it was incredible. And to be honest, that moment when uh, the Welsh start to sing, for me, it was just mind-blowing. And the, the sort of hospitality, the the sort of sharing, sharing our hip flask with everyone standing there and singing alongside them. It's just, uh, the Welsh really do it right, you know. And even as a teenager, I remember in, in Edinburgh, you know, you go up and we go to a game and you see all the Welsh that come up to Scotland, but they don't even go to the game. They just come up to be in the city and sit in the bar. And uh, I just love that passion and support. Um, yeah, great, great times, and we'll beat you this time. <laughs> Wales, we'll see. Um, Wales. The,
0: I was no, the, thing, the thing I've been to the only two places I haven't been to see Wales play is uh, Paris and Dublin. And right. after, like, obviously being a Welshman, I suppose like you being a Scotsman, Murrayfield to be the, your favourite place to watch Scotland play. It is Cardiff is the same for me, but wh- whenever I've been to Murrayfield to watch Wales and Scotland, it has been probably just a touch off Cardiff for me being a Welshman but it's it's my favourite place to watch rugby other than Cardiff is uh, is Edinburgh because like you said everyone's up there and I remember distinctly when I was in uh, me and Sam went, both went to the Royal Scottish Academy but when I was there my parents played a trick on me and they were like "Oh, um, we've got these tickets we need you to sell um, uh, because we were coming up to the game but now we're not coming blah 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 and I was like right yeah okay and uh, so they sent me like a load of these tickets. It was like eight tickets, and I was like, "Oh my!" Send them to them. they were like, "Oh, there's a guy coming to meet you in uh, at your flat on Saki Hall Street." So they I like, "Go downstairs." Went downstairs, and like my whole family were there. Like I hadn't seen them for a year, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh-huh. So we all okay, ended up like, going. All ended up going to the game, and there's the I can't remember what the the name of the bar was, but it was on the corner by um, tra- Uh near the train station, not far from the train yeah, station. Uh, and there was just, these guys just walked in, everyone was there drinking, you know, it was great atmosphere, and then the three three fellas just walked in, stopped in the middle, bagpipes, everyone was like, and it wasn't like a thing, like nowadays, you see someone doing that, and people just like, give you a stink eye, don't they, but it was just, everybody was just there, banging the floor, on the chairs, and it was before the game, and so it was great, it was brilliant, it was brilliant, anyway, I just went off on a tangent. I think I've I've
1: been in that bar, and stood on on the bar, dancing, because yeah, the real party, actually, that's, it reminds me the the first international I went abroad. I went to the first ever Six Nations Scotland Italy. I went to Rome and it, and it was this old stadium. It was a tiny little stadium. It was fantastic. I don't know if you've been shown. Um, there was a I think a train would go past, but it was so small. So you're really intimate with the, with the the players. And I remember, you know, walking to the stadium with all the other Scottish fans, and the Italians were like watching us walking down the road, like, what's going on? Like who are these people? Um, and that night I remember we were teaching Italians to do the strip the willow next to the Trevi fountain and it was was a great celebration but it was about three days of drinking and then as we got on the flight on the way back we were actually with the Scotland team and we were so hungover. and my friend like had his forehead on the the seat in front of him and he was just you know really rough and Doddy Weir came up to him and I think he was basically taking the piss and he basically was like do you want a game of chess mate and he was (laughs) trying to get my friend to play chess and my friend was like no leave me alone but it was great fun.
2: Ah, uh, good old Dottie. What what position would you play, Sam, if you played? Oh God. Um
1: yeah, I think I'd probably have to be Number somewhere eight. in the back row. I'm not I'm not fast. Um yeah, so I guess I'd have to put on a lot of weight and a lot of strength, but
0: yeah, I'm not fast enough to, to be a winger. Um, you can like mix it in uh, in the back. I get it, Sean. If, get you, if you ever meet Sam in person, he and I'm not just saying it because I work with him and he's here or whatever. But he is a mountain of a bloke, mate, and he's pure muscle. Like he really is. He would definitely be if he was he was number eight all the way for me. Absolutely smashing through everybody, carries up the pitch. Absolutely number eight. Cool. <laughs>
2: take that. I'll <laughs> Look forward to meeting it. <laughs> um, who's your who's your favourite Scotland player of all time? You know, you mentioned Gregor Townsend, and there's been some some great ones with you growing up.
1: Oh wow, that's a really good question. So I remember back in the day, you know, Glenn Metcalf, you know, these these sort of backs who are so fast, agile. I love Hugh Jones. You know, he's been injured a lot recently, but just that dynamic speed he's got and uh, ability um God, i even remember brian redpath and all those those people as well um but currently i mean it's got to be Hog, hasn't it to be honest he's <laughs> he's so fast you know all the gray brothers are also equally brilliant you know real real sort of workmen you know they really just get in there and, and grind but um yeah i think it's Hog. he's just he's so electric he's so fast
0: it's a good choice we had him on a couple of weeks ago as well obviously i told you
1: yeah, he's, I know. He's, di- he's the dying he's
0: dying to meet you. He's dying to meet you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
2: He
0: said uh, we did we when we had uh, when we started the podcast, uh, me and Sean had an idea of whilst the Six Nations were on, keeping with the Six Nations theme, um, we would decide, um, myself and him and whichever guest we had on, uh, we would all choose an actor to play that uh, captain of each nation every week. And we did oh, wow. uh, we did Stuart Hogg on one and I totally forgot that we were doing it. So on the podcast when we were recording, I just went, Oh, uh, uh couldn't think. And I just went, Oh, Sam won, Sam won would play him. And uh, he he was on and he was absolutely chuffed that I told him that. He was landed, man. <laughs> Love it, mate. Love it. I'm a wee
1: bit too tall, am I? Is he yeah. he's quite he's smaller than me. Definitely. Well that's what he
0: said. He'd said he'd have to put on a bit of muscle then if he <laughs> if he was gonna play him. <laughs>
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah, shave my <laughs> head. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a mancraft there wasn't it definitely oh absolutely definitely That's so good.
0: sam tell me you um c- a couple of months ago now obviously we're going back to uh yourself and what you are you going to be up to in that there's uh announcement a couple of months ago when we were shooting that you were going to be uh taking up a role of a real human being that um is a very famous human being and would you like to talk about it feels like you about- me somewhere over this cap I was leading you down a dark road somewhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna be playing Paul Newman, no?
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Are we it's allowed to pretty, talk about that? Or? a real human being. Um, yeah. No, of course we can. Yeah, it's to be honest, you know, it's actually a very small part. I mean, he's no playing, no means a small character, but uh, it's a movie about Roald Dahl and his mm. wife Patricia Neal um, about how they they basically lost tragically. One of their daughters and uh, out of their sort of coming to coming to terms with that and the grief of that comes creativity and roldown went off to write um charlie and the chocolate factory and patricia neal went on to to win an oscar for uh, for her performance in hud which is a, a movie with paul newman and a brief very briefly I'm in, I'm in the movie as paul newman uh, rehearsing hud with patricia and uh So it was only on on the film a couple of days, but yeah, what an amazing character and what a great, great opportunity to to play an icon of America, Uh, a man who, you know, was very philanthropic, a a great motorsport um, racer. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of all sport, really, and motor racing is one of them, and but, uh, yeah, just a really decent guy as well. So, And I got to watch a lot of his movies, which was really, really
2: good. He's in some amazing movies, isn't he? Uh, we, we had Jonathan Jiffy Davis on the other week, and yeah. he listed in his top three movies, he listed Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, yeah, which yeah. is a classic, isn't it? Classic.
1: Uh, uh, I, I love all of them. I mean, my favourite is probably Hustler, uh, but, you yeah. know, even The Color of Money that is such a, such a I mean, yeah. an amazing movie. Um, but, yeah, what a great guy, and uh, I, I just I keep every time I sort of read about him or find out more stuff this just find out that he was actually a really decent human being as well. You know, he had his, his charitable foundations, you know, his, his, his salad dressings and, and all that. But, yeah. you know, there, there was a story about one of the first ever uh, African-American uh, racing drivers. Uh, and he was kind of impl- uh, influential in, in sort of getting him a seat, getting him a, a drive as well. So uh, amazing guy.
2: If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have some. Kyle, this one for you. My favorite Paul Newman film after uh, Butch Cassidy, Slap Shot. Right. I haven't, I, know. I haven't seen it. I've got it. Ice, ice hockey, it. ice hockey film, Slapshot. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Does he yeah, play, play an enforcer
0: or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Does he play like the enforcer for the ice hockey team or something?
2: He, he's an old pro who you know was the man, and then takes up at, like a coaching role. Ends up and um, I won't give too much away, but it's classic sort of old school American sport. In oh, Paul went great. Well, I think we're all,
1: you know, we're all sports fans, and Carl's showing it there with his uh, his uh, Kansas um, hat. But yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of ice hockey and American football as well. And uh, I'm sort of talking at the moment and circling a couple of sort of football movies. So it would be uh, it'd be really cool to to go and being something like that. What, you know?
2: fo- football
0: movies or or our football movies?
1: Football movies. Football movies. Mate, football movies, yeah. That'd
0: be sick. Yeah. If if listen, yeah. if they need any um defence, frontline offense, defense, you know, with the big bellies, tell them I'm free. I'm free. He's
2: free. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'd
1: love to. It'd
2: be amazing. Mate, no, when are you gonna, go on, go when on. When are you Sanford. gonna be the next um, when are you gonna be the next Scottish James Bond then, Sam? Uh, sure. come on that would be something to aspire to wouldn't it
1: uh, it would be yeah that would be a, an amazing role I reckon Carl could play the the the, uh, the evil odd genius job.
0: odd job the yeah. Odd... <laughs> we're there we're there Mo- most it. of our listeners can't see this but <laughs> oh,
1: he's thrown
2: his Kansas City hat
0: <laughs> I just knocked I just knocked Amy out she's gone she's gone
1: you got the job thanks dangerous with a hat yeah um yeah, I know it would be fantastic, wouldn't it? But uh, I think it's, it's one of those parts that, you know, everyone likes to, to talk about and try and guess who's going to be the next Bond. And I don't know who it's going to be. I think it'll be a tough job, whoever gets it. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the Bond films, are. I'm a huge fan, obviously. And Sean Connery, you know, one of the, the greatest Bonds, I think. Um, I actually love Timothy Dalton as well. I love the yeah. little um, But I don't know, I'm excited to see who gets it.
0: Josh, yeah. Sam, do you remember um, Pete Lincoln, by any chance?
1: pete lincoln yeah uh, I, I, movie, what, from drama school yes
0: yes yes did you know the story about him and sean connery for james bond
1: i believe tell us tell us the story
0: well i do not well saying that i was i was hoping you could tell us because i only vaguely know it but i'll I, I think i've got the gist of it basically when we, we went to the same sc- drama school um there's a movement teacher there called pete lincoln and he went to lecoq school of movement which is a world-renowned school in paris for um uh, movement or physicality that type of thing um and he apparently got offered the role of james bond ahead of sean connery and turned it down because he went to the Lecoq school of movement or or something like that because they used to call him the cat did you get that as well i
1: didn't know that they used to call him the Cat. Great hey, guy. He, he had one of these voices. He like, totally like, that, "Hey, don't lose the eyes. You lost the by the eyes." Yeah, he was Crazy. like
0: one of the yeah. one of those teachers that you see, and uh, you just think you definitely know as soon as, as soon as the lecture's over, the class is over. He's going back and he's smashing the whiskey
2: like straight. And he's just like, "Oh
0: fuck, I <laughs> can't be <laughs> asked for these students anymore." <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, he was a legend. He was Probably. a legend. Yeah, He was named real... after Sean Connery. Were you? I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah, it was my, my massive Sean Connery fan named me uh, after to Sean
0: so uh, yeah hey lads what time does Sean Connery get to Wimbledon 10-ish what time does <laughs> Sean Connery get to Wimbledon Tennis.
1: fantastic
0: <laughs> we'll cut <up>, that face fine <laughs> we'll cut all up <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Keep it. laughs> so oh, Sam really. before we let you go um now, obviously, you're working out and you're in Hawaii, so there's not you know not one to be sitting in and watching TV. But, you know, have you got a box set? Have you got a film that you'd like to watch? Is this a series that you're watching in lockdown at the moment?
1: Oh, God. Um, yeah. I just kind of want to tell you because it's yeah, kind of embarrassing. But, um, yeah, no, there's a... Well, firstly, I've been actually watching a lot of NFL. Um, there's lots of, like docu-shows about them. I love, you know, School of Hard Knocks and Last Chance You. and there's one I'm watching now, Undefeated. It's fantastic. Um, but then, one of my guilty pleasures is something called 90 Day Fiancé. So, uh, well, you can cut
2: that out. <laughs> right. Last Chance You is really good. I- I've watched uh, pretty yeah, much brilliant. all of them. Uh, yeah. I love all that sort of fly-on-the-wall stuff. You know, guys, Q- QB1, I think, is another one, isn't it? Yeah, this one is right. fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, really good. Have really you good. seen...
0: Um... It's so... What's the one on Amazon? They've got like five of them now. They've got the LA Chargers. They've got the um, Panthers. The All or Nothing. All or Nothing, All or yeah. Nothing. Those are really, yeah. really good as well. I love it. They also done an no. All Blacks one of those as well, which was
2: brilliant. Yeah, an All Blacks and a Man City one. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love those
1: kind of shows. As you said, Sean, it's like, you know, fly on the wall. You get to see like, you know, behind the scenes that the players kind of training and how they, you know, their everyday life. And I love that. And, I don't know, it, it kind of, as an actor as well, you kind of imagine yourself there and wanted to do it. God, I'd, yeah. love, to, I'd
0: love to have been a sportsman. Do, you, do either of uh, you ever remember a film, right? It's an American football film, and I only know it because when I was re, quite young, I'm sure my, my brother or my, one of my sisters used to watch it, and it was, um, I can't remember the name of it, but I'm sure Michelle Pfeiffer was in it, and they used to sing a song, and they'd go, dun, 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 football, and then that was it. And I think the, the kit that they wore was black. Do you know, do does that sound familiar? It Are we going to cut
2: this? Bit I'm going to well. I'm gonna have to.
0: Yeah. Jesus Christ, we're not going to have a podcast left now after I cut all this out.
2: I think you mean, <laughs> I think what you might mean is uh, Burt Reynolds, Longest Yard, Mean no, Machine.
0: No, it's not that. It's not that. No? It's definitely Michelle Pfeiffer. She comes in and she. I don't want to Google. It's kind of like her role in. It was like um, a rehearsal, really, for her role in Dangerous Minds, where she came into. This um, class full of like delinquents, and then turned them into a really successful football, you know, high school football side. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Not it, the
1: blind side. That's, that's Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. That no.
0: Uh, anyway, then I'm just wasting wasting airspace. Like I'm. There's
1: um, there's so many great American sport movies though, and, and actually, I mean, thinking of rugby, good movies. I mean, you know, we've had one, but um, there aren't there aren't a hell of a lot of them, but. I love, you know, baseball ones as well. What was that one? They were there were the league of their own with Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, Field of Dreams, another one, Kim Costner. The, Costner, amazing. the yeah, Rookie. Really good. The really Rookie, good.
0: have you seen that one? No, oh. Sam's so just me again, is it? Jesus Christ, <laughs> he's Absolutely, funny, absolutely rinsing me on this podcast. Like it's just like being flip-flipping work with someone. <laughs>
1: What's the one with Charlie Sheen? Just Char- about as much attention as I ever give you.
0: <laughs> What's the one with Charlie Sheen and he plays like uh, that... Um, oh, Wild Thing, man. Have you seen that one? All oh, right, fuck it. No. I quit the podcast. No. I'm going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, Don't Sam, look, we, um, we we need to get from you a couple of things we do with all our special guests. Um, firstly, who would play Sam Hewen? In the the epic that is the life and times of Sam Hewen, who would play you? Come on.
1: I mean, the obvious answer is Carl Reese, but um, <laughs> he'd have to uh, have to shave a bit, um, especially his back. Um, <laughs> let me think. Who would who would I like to play? Me? That's a tough one. I guess. I know there's, there's so many great actors out there at the moment, but I I'd, I'd love to think it was Brad Pitt, you know? I
0: knew you were going to say that for some reason. I knew it. <laughs> well, like true romance Brad Pitt, though, is it? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a bit younger, a younger Brad Pitt.
0: So, Sam, um, give us your top three movies of all time, please.
2: Wow, that's a tough one, my friend. But, uh,
1: you know, I think, firstly, uh, a movie that I love is. Um, and actually, it's part of a series, is, is Aliens. I love uh, the Alien movies. Yeah. Um, the second one in particular, you know, uh, is really good. I think anything after Alien 3, we don't talk about. But <laughs> I love those, those movies. So good, so scary. Um, second movie would have to be, I was watching it, and it, there's, a, there's a segue there through Ridley Scott. He obviously did the first Alien movie. Uh, I loved Gladiator. I was watching it a couple of nights ago. and um, So good, so good. I love that, that sequence. Right at the start, when uh, Russell Crowe's telling them that they find themselves riding alone with the wind in their hair and on the, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, not to worry, they're already in Elysium and they're dead already. I love all that stuff. <laughs> it's a brilliant film. Um, thirdly, thirdly, I think it's got to be Invictus. We we're talking about rugby.
0: certainly oh. oh,
1: South Africa. Um, you've got Morgan Freeman, Matt Damon. It's a, an amazing movie, and um, yeah, just it was such a such a sort of seminal time in, in that story of that country but also of rugby as well
0: well three brilliant yeah. choices
2: yeah good they made the rhymes in that I believe Julian with Jones. he plays one of the uh, South African secret agents. a great <laughs> film nice level
0: rugby film right then Sean you're going to do up and under now with Mr. hewan <laughs> yeah <Up> and under <laughs> <after.
2: laughs> we're, we're up and under now Sam so just quick fire question um, bring it on to the, no, no delay you've got to pick one right? you ready for this oh god ok let's do this Okay, here when you're going up and under. Coffee or tea? Coffee. London or L.A.? London. TV or film?
1: Film, all the time.
2: MMA or rugby?
1: Or oh, rugby. Come on,
2: it's it's, it's basically MMA
1: on a pitch. Whiskey or gin? Whiskey, and you can buy my new stuff and act very soon. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> Lovely.
2: then. <laughs> vegan burger or beef burger? I'm gonna have to say vegan burger, I'm sorry. And last but not least, Katrina Bow or Mila Kunis. Who was the first one, sorry?
0: Katrina, Katrina Bows or Mila Kunas?
1: Oh, that's really
0: tough, guys. Come Thank on, you me. can't say Can I have them both together? It. <laughs> it's not to have, it's to work with. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, a guy, the guy buckles You can do what you want. You can do what you want because you are James Fraser. Um No, we asked Katrina at the end of our episode, um, Christian Bale or Sam who won, and she went, oh, that's a really tough one. And she went, do you know what? Matt Damon.
1: <laughs> We're That's just...
0: Mate, thank you so much for uh, giving up some of your time. I know it's really early over there in Hawaii for you. Really appreciate you coming on, mate. No, thanks for
1: having me, guys. Thanks, Sean. It was great to to you, boys, and uh, yeah, keep up the great work. Thanks, Sam. Good. thanks. Cheers, lads. Yeah. Take care, boys. Bye, bye.